We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey everyone, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Monday, November 12th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Tim Haney's back after his travels to Arizona. Um, and we're going to review all of the Week 10 Sunday fantasy games. A little later, we'll talk about his Dallas Cowboys coming up with a big win. First of all, the worst news is Cooper Cup's ACL. That's a big bummer. It's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, one of those innocuous-looking non-contact thingies. Yeah. Uh, mild contact. I think he was, like, blocking or something, right? And then kind of just tumbled over, which that's a, it's a shame. I mean, talented player, you hate to see him miss any time. And this looks like it might be the rest of uh, 2018. Yeah. So, so this week, I know Initial, Jake, yeah, right. Jake and I are going to talk free agents on Tuesday. But uh, Josh Reynolds is going to be the most popular guy in town when waivers come. Yeah. I mean, we, sh- we should get word in Monday afternoon. Uh, this afternoon, I guess, about the details of the injury, but I am not optimistic about it. No, so. definitely. It sounds, everybody's saying, you know, hey, sounds like an ACL. So uh, sorry, Cooper Cup. And start going into that uh, Monday night matchup against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's too bad. I feel bad for that guy. I feel bad for anyone who has that happen, including Des Bryant. Well, I like the Saints saluting Des Bryant yesterday because yeah, you know, was an, he was barely yeah. a teammate, you know? I know. Um, well, he, I think he still commands a bit of respect around the league despite yeah. what we might think of him. Um, Nice, uh, Demarcus Lawrence did a little tribute to after a sack. That was that was cool. So, yeah, I was, yeah. But it was yeah, it was definitely nice to see the Saints do that. Yep. Um, yep. All right. So as you point out, uh, trade deadlines for people are coming up in most leagues. Or right? have passed, yeah. Or have passed, yeah. Or have passed, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Um, in in your leagues, so uh, just you know, keep an eye out if you haven't had yours pass already. All right. Uh, before we get to the games. Check us out on Twitter. Tim is at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at JHalpin37. You can also tweet us at Rotowire. Get player updates at Rotowire NFL or find us on Facebook. All right, we're going to do game by game. We're going to kind of whip through it. Um, Bears-Lions. Uh, Khalil Mack was a monster. Yeah. Um, he was finally healthy, and, and it showed, uh, definitely. Um, Darius Slay was out, and I wonder, I think Erickson might have tweeted this last night. That I, you know, Allen Robinson comes back and he's been sort of underwhelming this year. Yep. And Slay being out, did did we underestimate the effect of that for Robinson? I, I think so. I although you know you you want to kind of have tempered expectations for Bears pass catchers anyway because he spread it around so much. And I guess Trey Burton kind of fell into that a little bit here too. But both of them connected uh, for for six pointers. So. You know, another one of those Mitch Trubisky highlight reel type of games, and I guess everyone fed. And the Lions just look like they're giving up right now anyway. 
So yeah, that was rough. Um, see, Damon Harrison was on Twitter blaming himself for literally pointing out specific plays where he screwed up, which is kind of interesting. Well, he, he he's not a defensive back, so <laughs> right. he can only he, he can only do so much of that himself. But um, Anthony Miller five for one twenty two and one. That's his biggest game of the year. Um, that's really nice. Um, but uh, yep. sort of sort of a you know a little bit of luck involved there, right? Yeah, to, to escape the end of the play, to, to break away from the touchdown, it was, you know, Lions going to Lion, I guess. We can we can start using that phrase now with his team. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, Miller, of course, a talented route runner, talented, you know, polished guy for a rookie. And I know Luke Hoover, guy I edit every week, is big on him. And, yeah, it's uh, – it's he, even even when he's a number three in games like this, it happens to pay off. It's just, again, who's going to get the ball for the Bears this week? It depends on the matchup. And the Lions, everybody was good for the matchup. So. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, otherwise on there, let's see. Uh, Carrion Johnson, a touchdown, which is not. Hang on, so I think I think had two touchdowns. He had a running yeah. at he had a running and a receiving. So to one yeah. touchdown running, one touchdown receiving. Right. Yeah. Um, so he he's he's pretty solid, and the volumes there. I mean, you know, what is it? Twenty touches. So that that's pretty strong in a game where they were down by a lot. Right. So because uh, the with the Riddick back, you probably had reason to worry that Johnson's touches would go down, especially on passing downs. Certainly seems like he's still going to get his, which is really good. The other thing, Cody Parkey, what the heck? Yeah, that's a bad day. Doink. You think he'll still be a bear? Uh, Nagy said yes. Okay, I he, didn't catch that. I mean, okay. you never. It could be coach speak, but he said we're not even thinking about it. Yeah, so. I mean, oh, well, they're rolling otherwise, so you know, yeah. it's it, that would be kind of weird to cut him with a six and three record and hasn't really missed any big kicks. They, luckily, they escaped all that, but right, you know. All right, and one one other note about Karen Johnson. Um, I mentioned the past game, last three games, nineteen targets. And two of those were without Golden Tate, right? Not three, two. Two, yeah. So um, something to think about. that. He, he's definitely getting past me on stuff. All right. Saints just crushed the Bengals. I got to tell you, though, I was watching some of this one. This, I know Breeze had a strong – statistically, you know, if you own Breeze and, and you played him, all's well, right? Mm-hmm. But if you watched it, if, if you're looking at the box score, you go, yeah, cool. Three touchdowns. I like that. If you watched it, this Taysom Hill stuff's annoying. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, that is just, you know, you, you, they get to the five yard line or the three yard line and, you know, there's Taysom Hill again. And it's like, get off the field, man. Just get out of here. <laughs> I want that passing touchdown for Breeze if he's going to throw it to a running back or something. I mean, they were lucky yeah. that I don't actually, I don't remember the sequence of the one after Hill misfired to Ben Watson. He sort of got a shotgun and he ran forward a couple of steps and then he did the jump pass, but he threw a bad pass to Ben Watson. But I think Only, that was yeah. a pass to Kamara after that. Only Tebow can do the Tebow. Yeah, so. exactly. But I mean, you watch and you're like, I mean, it's just always going to be there. And Breeze's, you know, the volume's not always huge. And I know yesterday it was a lot uh-huh. of winning by a million points. But yep. I don't know. It's just it, – it just dings his value. It doesn't mean you want to bench him. It's just – there could be more that this guy's going to take away. I mean, yeah. It's, well, yeah, we've been saying since last year it's a run-first team. And efficiency does matter in those leagues where you – you know, you, if you penalize heavy, heavily for interceptions, Breeze is, a, is still a monster right now. And he's still a monster in general. But, yeah, I, I, I rank him as, like, more so toward the lower part of the bottom, the top ten quarterbacks here just because, I, like you said, it's, he doesn't have to fling it for 50 attempts every game now. I mean, there's a couple times this year maybe they had to do that. I think the comeback attempt was one – the loss, I guess, was when he had a large attempt – total if i remember correctly but yeah this is not the type of team anymore it's it's camara it's now thankfully it's ingram again because kind of waiting on that in a couple of leagues i think i think that's their best blueprint is to have those two guys involved as much as possible they totaled um was it 16 touches for ingram and then camara had 16 as well so right. you know 30 30 touches between those two guys that's the that's the way for the saints to win so um so so just a little more background on breeze so coming into this weekend he was 16th in attempts yeah, I mean, ruthlessly efficient, but the volume's down, and it's just it it stinks. Like I said, you're not benching him, but it's annoying. Um, yeah. John Ross at least got a touchdown. We kind of thought it was it, it was going to be a bigger day without AJ Green, but neither he nor Boyd did a whole heck of a lot. No, uh, I think it was one thing where we might have assumed the Bengals could take advantage, but it's just the receiving core not being one that could really play up. You know, the weakness of the second the the, the non Lattimore parts, I guess, of this secondary. They couldn't take advantage as much because there's not really depth there without Green. Because Green, of course, you know, increases, you know, it pushes everyone down and it increases the depth of the receiving core. And having Tyler Boyd as the number one doesn't really do much to strike fear in the Saints defense. As as bad as they've been against the pass, this is, you know what I'm saying? It's like kind yes. of not the, it's not the, you know, threatening 
thing that we thought it would be. We, 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 we shouldn't just have assumed Dalton would be great because the Saints have had bad numbers. It's, it's the defensive matchup that favored New Orleans in this case. All right. So. Um, Browns-Falcons. Uh, nice game by the Browns. Baker's looking solid the last couple of weeks. Brady Kitchens is looking solid the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he really so. is. I agree. <laughs> uh, Nick Chubb broke that, that huge play, which was really fun to watch. 92-yard touchdown run. Um, also yeah. caught a touchdown. So, so they use him a little in the passing game, but they also use Duke in the passing game. And Duke, so Duke only got seven touches. But, you know, I mean, compared to what it was like in the first seven games or so, things are better. I mean, it's not as, this is not as good as last week in the passing game, but it's okay. So, yeah, he happened, he happened to score twice last week, but still, right. still encouraging. Uh, Higgins got a touchdown, but this is his only targets and no biggie. Um, Jar- Jarvis Landry, this is just not – I mean, it's not going to happen. I mean, it might happen once or twice, but generally it's not going to happen. Like we're, yeah, Mayfield doesn't need to lean on him, it seems, because he's a little bit more, more, a little more capable of challenge downfield. And Landry, I guess, not running those routes. I'd love to just check on his, uh, his route run quickly here. Uh, but yeah, it seems like he's not fitting with this, uh, with this changeover. So, all right, um, Julio, uh, second week in a row, he got a touchdown. Pretty nice. Um, I mean, nice big... we, is this real life, as the meme would say? <laughs> <laughs> I think Julio. I mean, he's probably gonna. What do they have? How many games left? Seven. They'll probably score, what, three more, four more? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, Austin Hooper, huge game. I mean, playing catch-up a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, I mean, 10 for 56. I know we get the touchdown, but 10 for 56 is, if you're not PPR, that's no good. It's fine. He had a score, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's better than most tight ends. Right, exactly. And uh, I think Hooper, you know, top 10-ish type of tight end now, just because of the de- by default, really. That's true. <laughs> Um, I spent all last week talking about how I was excited about the second half of the season for the Falcons. Yeah, and then this well. happened. I mean, their defense just, it's laid an egg. And I'm glad the Browns, I got to say, I'm glad the Browns won. Because I, I was hoping that they weren't going to go into complete free fall. And they, right. they seem to have righted the ship a bit. I mean, that, that's, you know, we all talked in the summer about what the over-under was five and a half in Vegas. And we all couldn't wait to bet the over. Yeah. And, well. and we might get there. I mean, I hope we do. Five so. and a half is tricky. So yeah, that's that that that's like the breaking point for me. Would be like, <laughs> so, so if it's five and a half. If if they go five ten and one, do you get five and a half? Pardon my ignorance on wagering. I don't. I think it, I think it has to be the exact number. Yeah. Oh, yeah, five or six. I mean, so yeah. the tie doesn't count as a so, half. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I think you're probably right, but because well, know. the half is the, the half is there to kind of just make you make the decision. So, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No pushes. So, no pushes. Okay. Um, Colts Jags. Eric Ebron. <laughs> Sorry, Eric Ebron is on the field. So last week, Doyle came back, and, and when you saw the usage, you went, oh, okay, forget this with Ebron. I can't play him anymore. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, if I would have told you he was going to be on the field for 20 snaps, you would have said, well, right, I can't play him anymore. <laughs> he got three touchdowns. <laughs> and, and guess who benched him in the tight end-centric scoring system of fishbowl? You did. Raising my two hands, but justifiably, because I had Hooper, I had Kittle, who's playing tonight, and... I thought Chris Herndon would, would would at least be competent, so I figured you know three tight ends is enough, but I guess not. Right. Uh, but but you're uh, yeah, the, 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 that was ultra efficiency, and you know Mario Puig and his NF, his great NFL reactions piece that he writes on Sunday nights. If you can still trade, I mean, if someone's buying into Ebron, ship him away. It's, yeah. Especially if it's not like a tight end centric system like 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 Fishbowl where they get enhanced scoring for that. So yeah, it's just. You know that's maximized of what little snaps he got. It's insane, and not, but I'm just like I threw up my hands. It's like I, I, you know, I, I think the the decision was okay, and just kind of bit me a little bit. I, I won the game though, thankfully. So, so you know, what my status is in fishbowl this week. Well, I am losing one ninety eight to one ninety five. Oh no! I have Kittle tonight, okay. so I should be fine. But do you know what I did? I left Sammy Watkins in my lineup. My opponent did too. My best week of the season. <laughs> and I, I never do that. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my God, well, like, what happened? What, what was uh, I thinking? I looked last night, I'm like, I don't do that stuff. Yeah. Well, remember, always, you can always keep learning lessons, people. <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm ready to rack up 200 points, and I left Sammy Watkins out. Oh, that happens. So my team's starting to roll. Nick Chubb, he's the man on that team right now. He's killing he's it. He's my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, the Colts, uh, they ran, you know, um, Wilkins broke that one big run. Mac didn't do a heck of a lot. I, did you see the highlight uh, clip of uh, Quentin Nelson's blocks from yesterday? I mean, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I am a Quentin Nelson truther. 
And he is the truth. It's not like it's a conspiracy. The guy's right. just a monster. <laughs> he's a monster. Right. <laughs> he's a. Uh, he might be the. He, you know, he all things equally, he could be rookie of the year. Uh, but you know, yep. offensive lineman. But whatever. <laughs> um. So Leonard Fournette owners have to be happy. I mean, even though there's a there's a red flag about how they couldn't run the ball real well. They. I mean, yeah. he. You know, twenty nine touches and two touchdowns. Giddy and up. a lot of re- a lot of receptions too. Yeah. You know, I mean, no no there. easing him in. None of that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So all good, Leonard Fournette. Glad you uh, played him. I hope you didn't do anything dopey like bench him, everybody. But. Well, I, I mean, he was still he's still you know low end RB two even with the committee setup. So he just kind of surpassed expectations this week. I don't know if they would involve Hyde more. I mean, Yeldon had to because they were in a comeback attempt. But yeah, good to see Fournette with that uh, with with that quality movement on the field as well. So encouraging. Um, Jags receiving. I mean, for, uh, Moncrief was the big producer. But the big targets went to Westbrook. Westbrook got 10 targets. Uh, yep. only got four. And uh, yeah. Keelan Cole is the invisible man <sighs> at this point. What a waste. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, and the Moncrief was kind of like the Miller touchdown as well, a little bit after the catch shenanigans right. from the defense. So, yeah. And otherwise, uh, yeah, they, it was funny that that two point conversion that they ran back and they got called back. That was a rough one. On the Colts. <laughs> crazy. It looked, it was a fun play. You're like, you, you always want to see that. Oh, they got a two pointer on blocking the kick and running back. Oh, flag. Is it like the five yard line they chop block? I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Chiefs. Hold on for like a second, you know? Right. Oh. Yeah. Chiefs Cardinals, uh, Tyreek had a nice day and he had a nice job behind the camera, if you saw that. Yes. Yeah, yes. it was good stuff. <laughs> um, I'm a big Tyreek fan. He seems like a fun, entertaining person. So Spencer Ware with the TD. That's fun. Yep. Fun. Don't yeah. you hate that? <laughs> I, I own Kareem Hunt and a couple of best balls, so I was I was a little not fuming, but like eh. Spencer Ward's a good running back though, and yep. uh, it's it's going to happen. So right, um, David Johnson. That's a huge day. I mean, the Cardinals they were okay. I mean, I, I think I don't know if the Chiefs were sleepwalking a little bit. Yeah, but Johnson twenty eight touches plus they get him involved in the passing game. Or did you see the note yesterday? Because I think Bruce Arians did that game. Oh, he did? For nice. CBS. I think so. There's a, there was a something, there's a note somewhere over the weekend that Byron Leftwich basically said that, you know, that, or I don't know if it was him saying it directly or there were, you know, sources close to whoever saying that they were talking and basically Arians said, you know, your whole, told him your whole offense should run through Johnson <laughs> and Fitz. And <laughs> Eureka... <laughs> and the hold. Yeah. I mean, Fitz got what twelve targets last week. Yeah, and he got ten. I mean, you know, he wasn't not big production, but now if you own Fitz going forward, I mean, you were benching him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and now you're not. Now you're going, okay. This is what I bought in for. I mean, maybe I mean, it's not going to be awesome, yeah. but he's right. going to get the ball. I mean, you're still PPR centric with Fitzgerald because the skills and all that, right? Lining up in the slot. But yeah, I mean, you know, Leftwich was getting a little bit of hype as a coach even before the Arians stuff, if, if that's what happened, but. Just nice to have some more freedom with the offense. Mike McCoy was just vanilla, and then right. now you get this change up. And yeah, David Johnson uh, looking like a, at least a he's a high end RB two, if not more than that, uh, in a lot of leagues here. But yeah, Fitzgerald, uh, yeah, n- nice to have him come around again for the for the PPR values for sure. And you know, Christian Kirk, I don't Kirk really didn't have that huge of a game if I remember correctly. But, no. um, yeah, but still um, encouraging. Josh Rosen, you know, looks the part of a developing rookie quarterback with a lot of polish. So, right. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, Bill's Jets. Oh, my gosh. My kids are in a survivor pool and picked the Jets. And there were seven yeah. people left, so they're not happy today. And they actually tried to sw- – they were thinking about switching to the Saints, and they didn't. Oh. Because they've man. heard me forever say don't pick road teams in Survivor. So um, – we, we, we might have to, you know, evaluate that axiom. Yeah, right? You might have to evaluate me <laughs> helping them at all. I try to stay out of it. Great news for everybody on the listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, was anyone if if you had oh god, do you have Lashawn McCoy anywhere? I do. In a keeper league, he's like my we, we start four running backs, and he's like my fourth. So you played him, okay? Yeah. Were we, was anyone? I wonder what the percentage. I didn't see the start percentage yesterday, but it had to be on the low end, I would think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why though. It's a seemed, it seemed like it would be a good game for the Bills' running attack. Yes, I mean, he's just been doing nothing because they've been so helpless. Yeah, well, well, the the, the Bills kind of changed things around Barkley. Look like I, I don't, I never seen them run as many bunch formations and and you know like trip sets or whatever. Like just you know, kind of kept him in like triple option type of material there a little bit. Yep. So, 
uh, seemed to help McCoy. So yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing to like about the Jets side of the ball, so we're just going to ignore them. Yes, um, the Bills. So McCoy was really good. Zay Jones. I mean, the thing is, it it's uh, you know, it's hard to move forward with Zay Jones for anything. He's talented for sure. I mean, yes. last year when they got him, you kind of went, "Hey, there might be something here," but mm-hmm. but now. Well, next week it might be Josh Allen. I mean, not that you want Matt Barkley to start, but was this a – is it a chemistry issue? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard I, to say. I think, I think Barkley should be the backup going forward. Yeah. He at least manage the offense well. I don't think Derek Anderson and Nathan Peterman could do anything in that way. I think Barkley, if you tailor it to his style, at least he could be useful and move the ball. I, I think Zay Jones has to be a pickup, but he has a buy. This coming week, the Bills are, you know, they're going to switch back to Josh Allen probably for week 12, it looks like, against Jacksonville. And that puts him, I guess, against Ramsey, unless you move him around if Ramsey doesn't follow anybody on the Bills, because why would you? Right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a weird setup. I still think Jones is worth like a, see if you see, if you have like 50 bucks left, I think he's worth like $7 if you really need the wide receiver, but going to be your fourth wide out probably at best. So Right. And so yeah. if you were picking up a receiver to, to keep for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. would it be... Josh Reynolds or Zay Jones? I mean, the the Rams' leftovers are often better than the Bills' top yeah. passing game options. But, uh, you know, after this, you know, Jones has Miami in Week 13. That's, you know, if Xavier Howard follows him. And then the, the Jets again in Week 14, the Lions and the Patriots. That's a pretty good pl- a fantasy playoff schedule for Zay Jones if you want to go that far or be forced to go that far. Yep. But I, I think I'd still lean Reynolds. I, I'm not confident about it. It's, it's, a, it's a kind of a close gap between them. So Okay. Yeah. Um, so Barkley, uh, I mean, yeah, they threw to whatever. You know, yeah. So you got to you got to find the clips of uh, of the Bills fans ranting about Kelvin Benjamin <laughs> because there was one play where a ball got tipped. Yep, and Benjamin just stood there and watched it hit the ground, and everybody's like, "You got to cut him. He's lazy." And I'm sitting here in Charlotte, going, "Yep, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, that's the guy." <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. As the diehard meme would go, there is a game. <laughs> A couple of years, I think it was two seasons ago, where Cam Newton threw an interception that was right in front of Kelvin Benjamin. And I think the guy, someone on the Chargers picked it off at like his own 10 and ran it back. And Cam Newton basically ran the guy down inside the five-yard line. And Kelvin Benjamin, I don't think he ever made it past the 40. It was this whole big thing that look at Cam hustling. I think Cam hurt his shoulder on that play too. And yeah. Kelvin Benjamin just was kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty reflective. Yes. Anyway, um, so yeah, so like you said, Josh Allen, Matt Barkley should be the backup when Allen's back after. I thought Allen was going to play yesterday. Um, yeah. You caught the train home with some Jets fans. It says in your notes here. I was I was heading back from my girlfriend's place in Brooklyn, and you know, coming back, you know, it was about four or five o'clock Eastern. It was about the time when people, I guess, were shuffling back from the Meadowlands, and they did not look happy. Um, no. <laughs> They look depressed, uh, safe to say, and deservedly, probably. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Todd Bowles, you know, whispers about him being on the hot seat, I guess, at this point in the season, which might, might have passed that point already. But <laughs> yeah, when, when I, uh, Before I moved to Charlotte, I lived in Queens. Yeah. So trekking out to the Meadowlands, I mean, that's, a, that's an effort on public transportation. And I was going to Long Island, too, so they yeah. Worse, yeah. I mean, so. so they're going to the city, and then they're taking a bus from Port Authority. I mean, that's a you know, you got to leave at nine o'clock in the morning, and you get home at seven o'clock at night. I mean, that's you know, it's you, good for drinking. You want yes. more value in your day than that? Yeah, it's well, Port Authority's least value you can have in any of your day. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you know, and to add the trip on top of what the Jets fans saw, it's, that had to have been torture. Oh, so. Brutal. Yeah. All right, Redskins, Bucks, Redskins defense. You know what? I got to tell you, you know, the weird note from yesterday, though, did you hear about Dirk Cutter mm-hmm. said after the game, so, I mean, the, the Bucks offense, this has been a top five offense this year. Yep. And Dirk Cutter says after the game, yeah, I, you know, I took over the play calling again today. Oh, what? Why, why would you do that? And I know Dirk Cutter's an offensive guy, but your play caller ha- has not been your problem. Right. At ever like well how I don't know what I I need to understand the the insides and outs of that because I I, I can't fathom why he would have thought his offense need to make needed to make that change and it seemed like he took OJ Howard out of things which is irritating but. right <laughs> and I know you that last week they were playing catch up 
So they struggled mm-hmm. a little early, but still, I don't know. I, this is puzzling to me. I, I can't wait to read more about this when someone delves into it. Um, Dirk Cutter just irritates me as a coach, seemingly, too. So it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's weird with them because it, it sounds like he's on track to get fired at some point. You know, three and six, the defense is no good. Yesterday they weren't terrible, but they were playing against a bad offense. Quarterback games playing, being played too. It's just you know. yeah, but I wouldn't think they'd want to lose the offensive coordinator. Everybody seems to love him. Yeah, like you said, the biggest positive. I think Cutter wanted to maybe steal some credit for what was working then before it was too late. <laughs> yeah, so so Fitz throws for four oh six. Oh god, <laughs> no touchdowns. <laughs> what an absurd day! Unbelievable. <laughs> Um, Jaquiz Rogers in the passing game gets uh, oh the fumble. Oh, Am I watching loves, video here? Let me see. Yes, was well, the Benny Hill music? It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I haven't. I don't have the video on in front of me. I don't oh pull God. it up again because it's just great. But. Just red, the red zone that somehow kicks up like twenty feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Bounces in the end zone. Of course. Um, Touchback. Chalky Mike oh. Evans for DFS owners was was bad. That didn't work. It, yeah, Mike Evans, this is a working period. I mean, you know, I guess that was a Josh Norman thing, it seemed like. Yeah. So. Um, the other, Chalky Maurice, ha- Chalky Maurice Harris, who everybody <laughs> was all over. Th- th- there's a thing? Chalky Maurice Harris. Definitely. Really? Who didn't shut? I, I Look at the Rotowire weekly projections for week 10. I guess. Yeah. Everybody's all over Maurice Because after last week, he had 12 targets or something. Yeah. And everybody else was hurt. Crowder was out again. I guess. So... Uh, I was, and he was, I was super wondering, cheap. I was yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I guess I guess cash chalk, yeah, whatever. And I get and I and the Bucks have been getting beat up in the slot too. Like yeah, it was a perfect true. storm of I get speaking of perfect storms, it's still a perfect storm for whoever plays quarterback for the Bucks. Yeah. Because their defense is no good, they can't run, and they have good receivers. Although Peyton Barber didn't look so bad yesterday. No, um, he didn't. He is not, he's been just kind of okay all year. He's going to average four and a half per carry, but not get enough work usually unless he scores. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a plotter, but, you know, that's okay. The world needs plotters, too. Yeah. As Judge Smale said, the world needs ditch diggers, too. Right? <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah. Josh Doxson scored again. Yeah. You can never Woo. trust that guy. No way. For anything. He's dropped in my keeper league, though. I was very surprised at that. So Really? How deep yeah. is it? Uh, it's like it's, it's a 10-team, but like I said, it's a huge lineup league. All right. And, and a lot of bench. I figured he would be at least owned, but... Um, eleven point five yards per target. You know, know, nice look, nice look in the in nice catch in the end zone. I think that, that there might be something here at least for flex worthiness. I think. I mean, he's he's the one that actually challenges deep more than most receivers on this team. So my finger yeah. is on my tongue right now, talking about Josh Doxson. <laughs> well, I'm sure Jake's calling in now to say, "Yeah, Josh Doxson." <laughs> <Hang on>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, Peterson was fine. No touchdowns. Game winning. Game. Game script worked in his favor in this one, surprisingly. Yes, it so. certainly did. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. All right, Titans-Patriots. I, I, I love when I, I, I always qualify this on, on Monday mornings when I say, I don't call everything, but I called this one. I got I to gotta give you a clap for that one. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I was listening last week, and you're like, you were all over the, the Titans here. Now, so. I, I, don't, I didn't exactly call 34 to 10, <laughs> but... You know, it's fine. Mariota's Mariota's playing well. He really is. Uh huh. I'm I'm impressed. I, it was the, it was the hand. It had to be the hand. It had to be. Yeah. Um. And, and I probably underestimated him a little bit too. And you figure, you know, I'm not a league where quarterback is is crazy to go, you know, nuts on one guy. So I really didn't pay much attention to it, and I didn't own him in a two QB league. But you know, since the in the two games since the bye week, eight point eight yards per attempt, sixty nine point eight percent completion. Yep. Uh, I think there's something there. 
to the to the to the bye helping. And he also so last three games of the last three games last four games let's say mm-hmm. rushing yards twenty five thirty eight thirty two twenty one. It's helpful. Solid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so is Corey Davis a thing again? <laughs> well, I think it's, it stems from Mariota. I think. Um, yeah. I mean, he's he's always been at least you know. I mean, we 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 made fun of the Corey Davis hype every week and. You know, our buddy Davis Maddock from the site, you know, tweeted, everyone's getting ready for the narrative that Corey Davis gets 12 targets but didn't run well enough. And it's usually he doesn't get the work. Uh, but he got everything here um, yep. for sure. I think the Patriots secondary not amazing unless they double up on somebody. I wonder if they didn't double up on him. So they probably just kind of played everyone looser here. Um, Davis in the last couple of weeks, uh, what, 20 targets since the bye, kind of going along the same lines as Mariota. I think they're they're rising in sync with each other. Yep. So, yeah. That's a, that's a indie. Tennessee is a sneaky good week 11 game. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm a Titans mm-hmm. guy. I, I like these guys. And they're not going to be always perfect, but I kind of like them. Their personnel could be so good. And, you know, their offensive line was one of the better ones. I think some injuries have kind of yeah, hurt them a little bit again. this year. Right. Yeah, but that defensive line is so underrated for Tennessee. Mm-hmm. They don't get enough credit. So, um, yeah. I got to say, fantasy Tom Brady has not been that fun to own. Nope, nope. Not at all. Not at all. Moosey, five touchdowns in his last five games or something? Yeah, it's not a good stat. No. I'll look it up right now. But, uh, I mean, you know, Sonny Michelle coming back, you know, I guess they wanted to rely on the run a bit more. And Gronk not being there hurt things, of course. Right. Josh Gordon, by default, being so busy now. But not, 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 that, not, that, not, that, not that he wouldn't be, but Gronk being out has helped that, I think. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three touchdown passes against Chicago. Uh, but then, yeah, one touchdown in his last three games, mm-hmm. which is even worse. So, uh, Let's see what else here. Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> two touchdown runs after yeah. everyone had him yeah. on their bench, right? Uh, I, did, I DFS him in a couple spots, luckily. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you probably, that was a good because the, the, the crowd was on Deion Lewis. Yep. That was, that was a uh, GPP fade for me. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, so got a little, little bit of FanDuel success this week because of that. So. Got it. Um, yeah. And the Patriots get one touchdown. It's by James Devlin. Thank you, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels for that. We all appreciate it. <laughs> oh man! All right. I mean, that's mystery. The, the, the Titans. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm on the Mariota train. I think Mariota's a top this week. I haven't done rankings yet. At Indy, over under is forty eight. He is a yeah. top. He's a top fifteen at least. I would say twelve. Yeah. Uh, well, the six teams off. So. Yeah. Yeah, top twelve probably. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's the last bye week, right? So, right. no, two. There's two more left. There's two more bye weeks. Two more left. Excuse me. But yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Late games: Chargers, Raiders, Melvin Gordon, chalky. I said I've said the word chalk too much. If you say the word chalk too much, then then they're not all chalk, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Melvin Gordon had a nice day. The receiving, you know, bailed you out a bit with him. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't the complete demolition. It was a workmanlike cover of the spread. It was not a, you know, yeah. tor- torch the horrible, you know team over in the corner i was sweating it out a little bit with that but yes yeah <laughs> um, uh, eight, 18 yeah. for 93 on the ground 572 through the air and a touchdown keenan allen gets a touchdown which that doesn't happen a lot no no not at all um it, 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 it's it's a, it's a passing offense that does like to spread things around allen still being i think number one in terms of of workload but you know tyrell williams having that crazy year um i don't think he did much this game right so i'm looking at the box score yeah, but yeah, um, but Melvin Gordon is just the offensive line just continues to impress. Also, right, I mean, the Chargers really rolling right now with that. So yeah, another sneaky, another sneaky AFC team coming into the fray again, reminding us that they can be top shelf. So right, and they're Denver. Home. Yeah, go ahead. They're home for the Broncos in Week Eleven. They're home for the Cardinals in Week Twelve. Ooh. Not that home matters with this team, but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Playing in a tiny soccer stadium. Um, remember when Jordy Nelson was going to be the beneficiary of the Mark Cooper trade? It seems like forever ago, doesn't it? Yeah, well, trusting any Raiders at this point is a mess. But, you know, it's a team that likes to spread to Seth Roberts and anyway. And Jared Cook's the number one receiver. So it's not a, not a question there. And he's a number one receiver, and they still they don't use him a lot either. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a, you just can't play any Raiders in anything. Brandon LaFell, though. <laughs> Brandon LaFell. <laughs> PPR five for fifty could be consistent every week. But. A few weeks ago, I was thinking about that, and then I said no. Um, you asked yeah. in your notes about Joey Boza. He was doing, according to his player page, he was doing change of direction drills. Oh, been great! Doing lately. 
But uh, we don't know when he's going to be back. I wouldn't expect him this week, you know. Imagine when he gets back with his defense, though. Yeah. It's already been been solid. I mean, it's funny. We've been talking all year about how good the NFC playoffs project to be. Right? I mean, you got Mm -hmm. some good, you know, if the Eagles step back up, which after last night we don't know. But, you know, the Vikings are pretty good, and the Rams are good, and the Saints are good, and there's, you know, and and the Panthers are interesting, and there's a lot going on there. Mm -hmm. But you look at the AFC now, it's like, well... (laughs) You know, the Chiefs are solid. Patriots are still around, and now the Chargers are 7-2. and two. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, Chargers, have, Chargers had a you know, big win against Seattle. That was a big deal. I mean, they've they beaten up on some weaker teams early in the year. They had their two Oakland against Oakland already in San Francisco, but I still think there's a lot of strength here. It's just a good, another good personnel club that, that's waiting to break through for real. So, so when, based on yesterday with the Chargers, one more thing. Mm-hmm. If, if someone asks me for week 11, hey, should I start Mike Williams or X? I mean, uh, I might strangle. I might reach through Twitter and strangle yeah. somebody. Uh, he's such a good player, but how could you? How, you have to have like three guys on by, right? I mean, I, you get it all the time, right? Yeah, a lot of the, the talent is apparent. I'm definitely not. I, 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 I keep trying to explain to people. It's just it's not the I'm knocking his skill. It's just the, right. It's just the snaps there aren't there. The targets aren't there. You know, it's, they are totally not there. Last last. How many games? Last three games, he got six targets and two. Re- Actually, last four games, he's got ten targets and four receptions. He just and happens when, to have two touchdowns. It, yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say that. And then great keeper stock for sure because yeah. we don't know what the future is gonna bring. But single year, it's not great. No, I wouldn't say I, drop him if you must. I mean, maybe take that last last receiver spot if someone gets hurt, stash him. But you're not looking at this guy to play excitedly every week. Nope. So. At all, not even unexcitedly. Yeah. All right, Packers. Aaron Jones. Oh, oh baby. Hey now. Yeah. Hey now. What are the odds next week that Jamal Williams gets eight carries? <laughs> not, not, not good. You sure? I don't know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> is Freddie Kitchens running this offense too, or? <laughs> Man, Aaron Jones. Well, you know what? DVR can shut up for a week. Yeah, Jake all can of shut them. Up for a week, the so. whole Madison Packer mafia. <laughs> And just stop for a week because <laughs> it worked. I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm sure they're right. It's Miami is a lazy run defense. So not lazy, but just, you know, they're not a good run defense. So, you know. so Aaron Jones, 15 for 145 and two. Uh, he actually caught a few passes as well. Nice job. Devontae yep. Adams, the touchdowns bailed him out. Valdez yep. Scantling, you know, PPR, he was okay, I guess. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham looked like he was in a great spot yesterday. Yep. And Didn't happen. Nothing. Um, well, it was a clock killing game for Green Bay, and that's why we didn't see much Jamal Williams. Also, I still think pass blocking situations he's going to be in there more than we want him to be. But. I think you're probably right. Yeah. On the other side, there, um, if you're in a really deep league, Jakeem Grant Achilles sounds like so we can forget him. Yeah, that's a shame. Tell the guy. They threw a bunch because they were behind, and the Frank Gordon Drake thing. I haven't seen his snap count yet, but my God, just <laughs> I mean. Derek and I talked about it last week. I'm like, well, you can't. I mean, even if you think they're going to be down and they're going to throw to Drake, I mean, can can you play him? I mean, in some situations you can. It's context based, but it's just ugh. you never know. And and this is like we're. I mean, we're we're nine games in or eight games in with these yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. I think it was PFF the stat I saw. Frank Gore is actually one of the most efficient runners for positive gains this year. Like something like three yards or over or something like that. There's a metric. I forget what the metric was, but like. A positive run percentage, I guess, is a big deal for him, and he's been really good in that. And Kenyon Drake has not been. So okay. I think that's why Gore is still really that between-the-tackles favorite guy. Um, Drake was good in that metric last year, too. He was good after the after the, after after contact last year. So I'm surprised yeah. that they're not really relying on him for that this time. But Adam Gase, I think when Adam Gase goes, if they find someone useful in this offense next year, I do want to buy on Kenyon Drake if there's any change in that coaching staff. So um, Snap count, Kenyon Drake 34, Frank Gore 29. And, and Gore gets 15 it was, carries for 90 yards. It was that close when they lost by 19. Mm-hmm. That's, that's weird. Right. But yeah. Um, nothing else in this game. Um, this was just, you know, it was kind of a blah game. And, and Aaron Rodgers is kind of blah now a little bit, too. So. Yeah, this is another. It looked like a good spot for him, too. Yeah. And it just didn't, you know, I mean, they won. It was it was solid. So you can't complain. But fantasy yeah. wise, we can complain a little. We can complain whatever yeah. we want about fantasy. So that's why we had this podcast. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Rams close win over the Seahawks. Yep. Uh, Todd Gurley, thank you again. Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. What in the? So Carson was out, 
And Rashad Penny, finally, for all the people, you know, all the people who either cut him or benched him must have really enjoyed watching that performance. Yeah, well, in some situations, like we've talked about in this show, it's hard to wait in a lot of these leagues. Yep. Um, if you don't have that stash spot, you can't. So it's just the way the cyclical nature of football running backs work. And it took a Carson injury for it to happen. So, yep. You know, it's 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 tough. It's going to be a tough trio when all of them are healthy because I still think Penny's very useful as a real life thing. But you know, Mario had a good little rant on it. I know you you you, you noted that. So so we've yeah. got yeah, Mario. You've got to read uh, Mario Puig's write up on uh, on Rotowar about mostly Brian Schottenheimer. Justifiable uh, and, and his anger yeah. at this his his barely concealed anger at the Seattle offense. And he probably would say it's not concealed at all. So. Um, by the okay. way, snap count, Mike Davis 39, Penny 27 mm-hmm. yesterday. That's still flex-worthy, even if it's, if it's just you know, two of them. So. Yeah, but now you look ahead to this week. They're playing the Packers at home, and Carson might be back. I mean, so now what? Short week, too, but Carson yeah. might not be back. So. I mean, I, I'm not I, – I, I can't – if Carson is out, I, yeah, I could consider starting Penny. Consider. Yeah. I wouldn't be thrilled about I it. I would. I mean, yeah, it no, be, it's yeah. Go ahead. He's probably in the RB thirty range again. Six buys. I haven't done those yet, but I mean, it's not a great, you know, probably top he's, thirty. Maybe, I don't know if he cracks the top thirty. He's probably outside the top twenty-four, definitely. If you want to do the twelve-team, one running back type of situation, but like I, I think even in a standard league, I'd probably rather start Duke. Well, are they playing? Are they off? Uh, yeah. I, I, They're off. Sorry, uh, bad, bad, yeah. bad, well, bad, bad. Would you still? Would you still rather play? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's a, that's a fair assessment for him. Uh, he'll probably still be involved in the passing game a little bit, and yeah, it's it's a game where they're probably gonna. I don't know. It might be it might be a game of running attacks in that one too. All right, here's this one. How about this? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. So if if, if Carson's out, I mean, yeah. if Carson's back, you can't play Penny. It's tough to play Penny if Another, Carson's out. Weeks, yeah, you play Penny over all three Philly guys, right? Yes. I yeah. Would. Okay. You, you, if, if he's out, you, you hope for 10 carries. That's kind of what you're so. banking on. Yep. Okay. Um, as, as we're about to talk about. <laughs> Russell Wilson ran. Yeah. He ran. Finally, he ran all year. He hasn't been running, and he ran. The 90 yards. Yeah. Three, t- three touchdowns. Again, this is all in Mario's thing that, you know, he only threw 26 times. And why on earth are they doing this? But whatever. With with Baldwin and Lockett on the field, yeah, and it's 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 you know that's a waste. I know. All right. Um, oh, and if you play, we talked we talked about Nick Vanette the other day. I think on Friday, <laughs> and he caught a touchdown. And he didn't do anything. He caught an eight yard uh, touchdown. That's all he did. Like nine weeks too late for me yeah. in some fishbowl. He's drafts. probably QB thirteen, tight end thirteen for the Q- week with <laughs> QB thirteen, tight end thirteen with his one catch for eight yards and a touchdown. Oh my god! Um, Eagles Cowboys. I'm gonna let you go for this. This was a surprise. The well, second I mean, half was was a, was fireworks. Scott Linehan coaching for his job finally. It looked like um, you know the, the Eagles had a you know uh, Darby was hurt during the game late, so that helped the defense and. You know, that, that Ezekiel Elliott just, you know, kind of took things into his own hands and, and, and his own flight, I guess, with that leap. So that was pretty. <laughs> uh, but Amari Cooper doing wonders for this offense. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, the separation, it, you look at the drawings, it's just, you know, maybe maybe I'm being too childlike about it, but the visual of the Cooper separation, the route running, the cuts, just, and that shows you that they didn't have a guy like that before this. And, right. And I, I, I didn't get to rant about this with you either because it's been a while. So... Uh, first round pick, eh, but I get why they did it. And uh, Cooper and, and Dak look pretty comfortable already for the most part. Even though we overthrew him a couple times, could have been touchdowns there. Right. But that offensive line's weak for the Cowboys, too. So, yeah. yeah. See, that's the thing. I wonder, you know, I, I understand why they did it, too, but I think it's, I think the result might be sustaining mediocrity. That's it's possible. All. Yeah. So. No, it's, it's, it's a fair fear. I mean, they're hoping maybe it's a lesser first rounder, so it's not, it doesn't feel as bad if they make the playoffs, but. Right. Still not, still not ideal. If it were like twenty fifth or, or higher, I would be okay with it. But it could be like sixteen at this rate, and then be like, eh. What a goofy you know. division. What a well, really goofy that, division. Streak of what thirteen straight years or something that they haven't had a repeat. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. And the Redskins are six and three. I mean, go figure. With with nobody on offense at all. Oh my God. Yeah. Um. All right. So Zeke was good. Dak looks strong. Stronger. I mean, not perfect, yeah. but strong. Yeah. Um, Cooper, like you said, was great. On the other side, 
I mean, other than when I mean, the running the running game is a just a uh, it's, it's a disgusting. debacle. It's disgusting for us. I mean, in you real think- life, you know, Josh Adams ran okay, but in fantasy, it's you can't forget this. Uh, he needs a touchdown, Adams, for one. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't play Smallwood more. That was weird. Right. Uh, I don't know. Um, Zach Ertz was, I mean, he's always really good. but Tight end, tight end one in fantasy. Oh, yeah. He's so far. good. I don't know who argues Kelsey, but it's, it's, it's Ertz. Yep. <laughs> I mean, because he's the guy. He's like the, he's it. Yep. yep. All right. Um, We've been saying this since like week two, so it's fine. Not much else <laughs> in this game, I guess. Uh, no, Jeff. Well, Tate didn't. Well, they, Tate didn't get going the first Tate, game back. Whatever. You know what? You know. Tate. They didn't. That is was something to talk about. Tate didn't play much. Right. He he didn't just not get the ball. He didn't play. I think I saw fourteen snaps or something. It was something that were below twenty. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it was just you know I think next week it probably gets fixed. Well, it's funny because now you have Aguilar with more one on one, and that's that might be a result of this offense. Maybe it doesn't benefit Tate as much as Aguilar might actually be invading more into the territory every week now so right i don't know yeah i, I think tate will probably be okay i, would, I wouldn't be alarmed so. by, by yesterday because it was a playing time thing and you could you could logically understand why that might have happened right exactly because it was kind of like a why are we losing let's throw it downfield type of thing and then uh but yeah i think i think tail siphoned some off of uh, dallas goddard as those secondary targets would go so i'm not all that worried about tate yet but yeah it, it was you know you figure there might be a little bit of a weak step here uh, first game, first game of the team, but who knows? All right, Monday night. This over under keeps going up. I think it was forty three at the beginning of the week. Now it's forty five, and it was forty four over the weekend. Yeah. So uh, everybody, Nick Mullins. This is just <laughs> if this happens again. I mean, Brian, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan's a genius. It could. Um, um, who's your favorite? If you're doing a showdown, who's your favorite play? Uh, God, Matt Breida could be interesting in DraftKings um, yeah. for the full, full point PPR. Now that it's you know it's just him and Morris, but I mean you, you usually have to go quarterback with these things, I would think. So not Saquon? Uh eh, maybe Saquon, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Saquon. Never mind. <laughs> Forgot which game we were doing. He's gonna cost you, <laughs> but <laughs> eh, well it's, it's this game where there's gonna be a lot of cheap depth guys available. You'd maybe pull an Alfred Morris in there or something to compliment. You or, know what? Or, I'm gonna pull up uh the optimizer. I don't have DraftKings open. I'm gonna open it real quick. Because the, the guy who's who intrigues me tonight. Hold on, I'm opening up the to see the salaries. Evan Ingram. Yeah, he's very very depreciated. So he he got nine targets last game. Mm-hmm. It makes me think that because that was his second game back, and the first game they eased him in, and the last time they threw him a bunch. And the Saints are not, and the Forty ers are not going to have Foster and Tart. Yeah, it's real. It mm, seems really, like an interesting yeah. spot. That's a really good point. Yeah. So, so maybe know. that's the that's the um, you know that is the sneaky uh, captain slash MVP. Yeah, I, I I think that Ingram. I want to see his ownership on Yahoo just before we sign off here, because I think that the the second half of the year could be interesting for him now that he's healthy. He's at he's at seventy three percent on Yahoo, so it's, it it might be worthwhile to at least take a look. And the right. reason I, I mean, the targets went up. I don't know if, I don't know if we talked about this. Um, I was talking to, I think it was Dennis Esser. Preseason. In summer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he went to Giants camp a couple of great, times. Great source, yeah. Yep. I like Dennis. Yeah. And he said that what he noticed was that they were throwing downfield to Engram a lot more. Uh-huh. And, you know, his, his season got just cut short by the injury or interrupted very yeah. early, and now that they're working him back in, I, I, I wonder if this, the rest of the season is going to go well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's Ingram versus Shepard, really, and that's a tough one to call every week, Yeah, because they do similar things, uh, but they're both capable of deep, deep catching, it's just that the offense, you know, hasn't let them, and then now Eli, if he actually gets time to throw, he can let things develop, so Ingram wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be a shocking, you know, uh, if, if he went off as a captain tonight, but it's again, it's a, it's a tricky one. It's a it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's against the grain one, but um, there's logic to it. And, so. and I think more, I, I'm probably that's a sneaky play. I think I'm I'm looking at it as more of a season long. Yes, you know, or, or maybe I don't know what he's going to be next week for you know DFS yeah. prices. 
Right. But I, I think there's going to be – in the second half of the season, I, we're going to see more from him. Yeah, I think there's – you know, the tight end being so bad, I think there's room for Ingram to sneak into there as the season goes along. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's, they're terrible. It's, they're all terrible. Right. So if, if he's somehow out there in your league, I mean, could be worth a scoop up. Yeah. So. And even the good ones, you know, Joku. All right. I mean, he's good. But then, you know, some weeks he disappears. I mean, they all Volat- do, except yeah, for Volat- the top yeah. few. Volatility, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got going on? Uh – Wednesday Wire, uh, Facebook going well. A little, little video chat there. Really appreciating everybody coming out to those. We'll be doing that this week. Uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, th- sorry, Thursday, Sunday, Facebook threads. Uh, getting closer to the end of the year. Playoff time coming up, you know, trying to get those lineup questions going here. Uh, also doing the Discord chats. Uh, if you out there, everyone who is familiar with the Slack stuff, we switched to Discord a couple weeks ago. Rolling along great as well. Answering a lot of questions there too. You know, doing doing Facebook, Twitter, and Discord chat answers on on sundays it's pretty fun keeps you active i guess keeps you flicking between monitors i guess it's 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 good to have that rush this late in the season too because you got so much on the line now so so hope everybody can join us for that fun on those things as well and uh i'll actually be on um yeah actually that'll be it because by the, that's by the time you hear this you won't hear me on espn radio mondays at 2 30 eastern but for the future good to know <laughs> right Monday, you yeah. can talk about that. I mean, they must be just be happy every week. Oh my God, it's great to talk to Saints people, right? <laughs> they're 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 doing a second line uh, during the broadcast. Basically, what was the song in the Lego Movie? Everything is awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what the Saints are. <laughs> that's totally what the Saints are. Oh my God, they're 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 a powerhouse right now. If if, if they can shore up that secondary, man, they're going to be, gonna be yep. even more fun to watch. All right, folks, listeners to the podcast, get a free 10-day RotoWire trial, rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed for that. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Please take a look now, rotowire.com slash pod. Uh, if you like the podcast, please leave us a review and a rating wherever you're listening. We always appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jake and I will be here on Tuesday to talk about free agent options, lots of Josh Reynolds, hopefully some other people. So please come on back then. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.